Hey, welcome to the Ocean Church Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope it encourages you and reminds you that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Welcome our church family in Cape. Cape, we, we love you. I love you. Thank you for, for gathering the way that you, you are today and, and for everything that you've done this week and just the people of God that you are. I, I've said this over and over throughout this. God's people are incredible. God's people are amazing. And, and that's you. And that's me. And, and we're amazing because we don't depend on ourselves. I run out really, really, really quick, and he never runs out. So do this with me. Would you stand? Cape Coral, I want you to stand as well. Um, hey, will you guys help me? I have my, my Bible and, and notes are right in the back. There we go. Thank you, Gavin. Thanks, brother. Right there. Perfect. Romans chapter 8 is going to speak to us today. And I said it earlier, but I, but I want to say it again. We're not going to fail this moment. And the way that we, we don't fail this moment, the way that we, we don't miss what God would want to do in this moment is if we would simply look at this as a physical, natural moment. This is not. You, you have, if you are a believer and a follower of Jesus, you have been birthed into a family that thrives in hard times. You've been birthed into a family that grows in discipleship, not necessarily in material things in the midst of hard times. There's something in you that God is going to speak to and he's going to stir you today to know him and to know how he is calling you and drawing you to himself. And we're not going to fail that moment. Romans chapter 8 says this. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting at the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean that he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below, indeed nothing in all creation, will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Come on, let's pray. Lord, today we come to you and we bring all that we are. We bring our whole hearts 
And Lord, we don't just do so as individuals or as singular families. We do so with, Lord, the community that you've sent us to, the people that you have united us with. And Lord, we didn't know bonding would look the way that it's been and how tightly we would be bound together as your family. And so, Lord, we just say, would you have your way in our lives? God, in the midst of this time, would you fill us afresh and anew with your Holy Spirit? God, we ask that you would set us aflame, Lord, that we would respond not just as good people, but as disciples of Jesus, carrying the love of God that never fails. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated, Cape Coral. You may be seated as well. Man, I, I like this. What a, what a weekend to do this. So usually we capture the message previous and, and then uh, it's broadcast, you know, because the Cape services are not synced up with ours. Hey, y'all in the back, we, there are seats up here. And look, we're kind of past formality this week. So there's seats. If you have a seat that's open by you, just wave your hand. And if you guys in the back, we want everyone as many as you can. Look at this. Look at all these friends. They're saying, sit by me. <laughs> so come on in. I'm going to get somebody by you, Mike. Don't worry. Both of you right there. You know, this, this, it was, it's not something that, you know, when people, I, I don't want to be asked the question, like, where were you when the, when the storm hit? Because I was in Dallas. And my wife was at our house with our children. I know, you don't have to respond that way. <laughs> Golly. And it, it, was, it was a terrible, terrible feeling. We had gotten, switched our tickets and got to the airport and everything was canceled. We couldn't get out Tuesday morning and, and it, was, it was not a good sense at all. And then as uh, the storm hit and communication began to get very spotty, it, it was one of those, those places where I've had moments, because I, I haven't had this week and, and, and since the storm has not represented a time that would be a normal time, I haven't just gotten away to study and pray and prep for this weekend. But there's been moments that have happened that I, I've felt the Lord say, Josh, pay attention, where, where I've captured these moments that, that I know that, that the Lord wants me to share with you to give perspective. And when the storm was hitting, uh, a good friend of mine was, he called, and they were in the middle of it, and it, it, it didn't look good, and, and I found myself uh, in this hotel in Dallas, and, and knowing that, that lives were in the balance, and his life and his wife's life were in the balance, and we gathered with the staff that were there, and, and the hotel was amazing. They, they let us have a conference room, and we went in there, and we got on our face, and we wept, and we cried, and we pleaded and prayed for mercy. We cried out to God for mercy. 
And there was a, there was a moment in there, and it, it was such, a, such an amazing thing. Like, we're, I'm, I'm out on, on my knees and then laying out on the floor praying, and I look up, and there's all these snacks and waters that are in there. And the hotel staff had just kind of gotten word what was happening and where we were from, and, and, and they came in and were just trying to help and brought us snacks and brought us waters in the middle of this. And I'm so grateful that, that my friend called me on the backside of the storm and they were able, they survived and, and uh, were able to, to get out and be rescued as, as time went. And, and it's these moments that, that the Lord's just, it's this special, pay attention, Josh, don't miss this, that have just stayed with me. After we, we got back and, and began to, to, you know, just jump in and do whatever we can, um, there was a, a moment right away where we, we were trying to help and working to help to, to get supplies to Pine Island. We have church people that live on Pine Island that we were trying to get supplies to and just, just everybody out there. And so we, we did things like we bought a boat from Tampa and... And I'm going to be really real with you. I said, buy the boat, got it here, and it was a crappy boat. <laughs> and it worked for a little bit, and I think it's still getting worked on so it can work someday. Is that a fair way to say that? <laughs> oh, my heart was in the right place. <laughs> and and, and you, just, you, do, you do everything you can. But we're out there on, on Pine Island. I think it was Saturday night. And... One of the, the captains that was running supplies back and forth was there, and, and we were talking about it. We brought gas and brought some supplies so they could continue, and, and, and they were so grateful and so thankful. And then, and then they stopped and just said, did you see the sky? And I, and I was like, we were just talking about gas and supplies. What are, you, what are you talking about? And they said, did you see how beautiful the sky is? This is an individual that had their, their home went through all kinds of damage, was flooded and, and just everything. And all they could talk about was how beautiful the sky was and how the storm pushed away so much pollution. And it was so clear to be able to see the stars. And the Lord said, Josh, don't miss this. Wake up, wake up. And, and I'm trying to tell you something here. And there, there's this perspective that we can miss on the backside of an event like this that God does not want us to miss. There's a, there's a, a perspective that we are called, we're actually called to live our lives this way. Sometimes life circumstances just help us see it clearly. We can see it a little more clear. We can see it where, hey, this is um, right in front of me. It's blatant. I was talking with a, with a friend of mine that, that was going through the storm and, and just saying, man, I see things clearly. I see my life before the Lord. I see what it is to, to walk with God and to, to give him my all. And then as we talked, we, we, we've had these conversations post the storm going, man, isn't it crazy how we get so busy and, and, I, and I want that clarity back. I can see it so clearly then. And so the Lord just took these moments, and, and I want you to, to and it's going to feel very cliche, but, but, 
there's actually moments in scripture where there was flooding. Genesis chapter 7, chapter 8 was a, was a flood that exceeds even ours. And there's, there's something that Noah does, and, and, and I just want to talk about it a little bit. Noah, Noah is in the ark. Chapter 7 of Genesis, we see the, the entire earth is flooded. Noah is, is in the ark. And, and so after ten and a half months, things are drying out and, and the ark is rested. And so Noah's in this waiting period of going, what does my life look like now? How, how do I know that, that you're with me, God? How do I know? And we don't have any accounts of God booming from heaven saying, Noah, everything's going to be fine before this point. We don't have the, these accounts of God meeting Noah in the ark, appearing to him. But we have this account where Noah is looking and going, okay, now what? And he does two things, or I should say he does the same things with, with the same thing with two different birds. And, and theologians argue about this because he sends out a raven first. He's trying to find out, if, is it safe to move forward? God, are you with us? God, is this going to be okay? And so he sends out this raven. And, and theologians go back and forth because he sends out a raven, then he sends out a dove. And after he sends the dove, he never sends the raven again. And what that is, and what I want us to grab a hold of today, is that there's a way that we respond in hard times that can resemble how a raven responds and what Noah saw. Because the raven just darted around. The raven was busy. It's this, this prophetic picture of like us doing our best. Us going, I got to make my own way. I got to stand on my own two feet. It's me against the world. The raven is this picture of striving, of just busyness without ever accomplishing anything. And so Noah sends out the raven and the raven goes, the Bible says it goes back and forth. It goes all around and comes back. And so Noah then sends out the dove. And throughout scripture, the dove is this picture of the Holy Spirit and the leading that you and I have been invited to that is not dependent on our knowledge, our wisdom, our strength, our ability, but would be, be uh, a, a place of understanding that, that I've been called and I've been given the gift of God himself to speak and to lead me by his peace. Noah releases this dove and it says the first time the dove comes back and it doesn't come back empty-handed or empty-beat, whatever you want to say. He comes back with a, an olive branch. And, and I want you to know that if you and I can, can resist what it is to... to strive and try to make our own way in this time and we can lean in to the Holy Spirit, the peace of God is what is going to fill our hearts. The peace of God is what's going to return to us. See, I fail us if, if we just respond with simple humanitarian aid in this. Like I'm going to answer to Jesus for how I charge you to respond as a disciple of Jesus. Not just simply as a, as a good person of the community. There's more that God wants 
to do in our lives than that. He wants us to know and to, to learn what it is to be led by the Holy Spirit. No one never releases the raven again. Man, I wish that was my experience. Sometimes I feel like I'll alternate, like I'll start with the raven, then I go to the dove, and then I'll go back to the raven sometimes, and I'll go to the dove. I want us to understand that in this moment, what does it look like for me to respond to the leading of the Holy Spirit and allow him to speak and lead my life? There's three places I just want to make you aware of, of, of how we lean in and be led by the Holy Spirit. You know, last week was supposed to be a weekend that we, we, I was focused and going to preach on how to respond in the midst of unanswered prayers. So, uh, there's three places that, that you, we know in unanswered prayers and three, three things I, I just want us aware of in, in looking, because if we don't understand these things, sometimes we can have confusing thoughts like, hey, the storm hit here because we didn't pray enough. You know, b people can actually think that. They can think if I had prayed more and, and man, those, those Christians up in Tampa Bay must have prayed a lot harder than we did. <laughs> like this is this prayer war of like, oh, no, Tampa. We need to realize that Jesus says in Matthew 20 that it rains on the just and the unjust. God set this world, he created this world, and there are natural laws that are in operation that we have few instances that he steps in and violates the, the, the order and the natural laws that he, he put in place. Gravity still works today. And we're thankful for that. And so the, this is a place of... of of understanding that, that this did not happen because we didn't pray enough. This is because this world is crying out for redemption. And this world in its, its natural ways and then the, the natural laws that we see across the planet, they point us to the realization that it all needs redemption. It all needs a voice and a hand that is stronger and speaks peace in every storm. It points us to him. And so God's world is, is this place where we look and we say, well, why, did, why did this happen? Well, because there are natural laws that are in effect. And we were on the backside of, of looking at that and seeing the effect of that. The other place that, that I want us to know that, that we're gonna struggle in is, is this war that is a spiritual war. I don't know how it's been for you, but like Anna and I haven't had great fellowship this week. I've come home crabbier than probably any other time. Like I really, I hope she doesn't tell you about any of, <laughs> any of the responses. In this time, there is this raven dove place that we have to choose how we're going to respond and how we're going to lean into and when we're depleted and our soul feels overwhelmed and we, we feel justified in having attitude, there's this place of spiritual war that God wants to meet you in and say, I'm going to fill you when you're empty. I'm going to put words of peace in your mouth when 
you don't have them in yourself. And there's a, there's a spiritual battle that you and I are involved in and, and will continue to be involved in. The enemy doesn't like it when the church responds right in these times. He has a better memory and a better understanding of church history to, to know this is where we are at our most dangerous. This is where he loses the most ground when God's people respond right in these times. The last place that I, that I want to point you to and just have good understanding about is that there are things that, that we're going to get to the end of our lives and not have understanding. God's will is, is something. He wouldn't be much of a God that would be worthy of our lives laid down if we understood and could fit everything that he does and his will into our minds and our understanding. It's beyond us. And so as I sit and, and, and I meet and, and talk with different ones and, and the different ones that, that uh, you know, we, we, we have these incredible, heartbreaking stories and I'm going, Lord, I don't know where you are in this, but I'm asking you to meet us now in it. I don't understand it fully, but I do know that you want to meet us now in it. And his will is one that his promises are that it's good for you and I. And he has this way of saying, hey, in the midst of the worst, I birth life where the best comes out. The last thing I just want to submit to you, and Cape, I want you to, to hear this as well, because there, there's a picture of your and my life in eternity that gives us clarity for today. This is Revelation chapter 21, verse 3. It says this, I heard a shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. See, this is significant. I want to stop there. This is significant because throughout the Old Testament, David said in, in Psalm 90, he says, God, you have always been our home. And that's a wonderful thought. That's an incredible thought that, that as we, we're in this place, some of us losing our homes, we, we have this incredible promise where David says, God, you're our home. And yes, I'm going to find my home in you. But I want you to see that, that Jesus takes it a step further. Not only does he say, yes, you can find your home in me, but he steps into our lives. And he says, I'm going to have my home in you. I'm going to fill your life with my goodness. Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. So, in a, in a space that's outside of the time on, on this planet, you and I are going to be in the presence of God. And you know what? It's not going to be hard to, to find faith and to worship in, in that time. It, it's not going to be hard to, to, to lift praise and to look to God and to, to magnify him and glorify him when every tear and the pain that fills our hearts is gone. 
and it's been wiped away and we've been healed and restored and given new bodies and, and, and we're in this place whole and complete in the presence of God. So what that means is that you and I have an opportunity today that we will not have in heaven. You and I have praise that can come out of us that is different than the praise that will be offered in heaven. There's a reality of the praise and the faith that can grow and stir in us today that is greater than even what we'll see in heaven because it's in the pain right now. It's in the reality of it. Can we choose to praise him? Can we choose to worship him? Can we choose to trust him in this moment where clarity isn't just right in front of us, but it demands a place of faith? It's an incredible opportunity. It's an incredible place that we're invited to. And we're not going to miss it. You never, you, you never know how you, you're going to respond in these, these moments, these surprise times in life, they, they take us all off guard. I didn't think that I would be trying to buy a boat last Saturday. And rest assured, I'm not going to be buying any boats ever again. <laughs> but there's a raven response and there's a dove response for you and I. I don't, I don't see it all clearly. I want you to know that, that we've seen this as what does instantaneous response look like? What does digging out look like? And what does the future look like? And, and I just know that God's trusting us with this moment. He, he looked across this world and he said, hey, um, I'm going to move you to Southwest Florida. And it's going to be for different reasons than you may have in your mind right now. But he's saying that and he did that because he trusts you and he trusts me with this moment. And he's asking us to respond and say, I'm not going to be led and just run around with man's best. I'm going to be led by the Holy Spirit of God who loves and does so much more with my simple obedience that I could ever do myself. Cape Coral, I want you to know that, that we are one house and that um, I'm, I'm honored to, to be able to uh, be part of what God's doing in your life. It's been amazing seeing everything that's happened. And I know God has this special way of meeting us in this that we're going to see in each one of our communities. Thank you for leaning in. Thank you for being who you are and responding the way that you have. I want us to, to close this way. And I'm going to turn it back over to Pastor Kyle there in Cape in just a moment. But I think that, that this raven dove 
place is one that each of us have to answer for. The biggest way that we answer for this is, is in the knowing that my life is no longer my own, but I have laid down my will and my way, the way of God, the way of Jesus. And we do that by coming to him and saying, Jesus, I ask you to be my Lord and my Savior. I don't want to try to do this on my own. And if you've never done that, we would be honored to walk you into the greatest decision that you could ever make. We would invite you to leave the striving of that raven life and know the peace of God that pursues us and finds us in every circumstance of life. If you're a follower of Jesus and your heart feels empty and you're heartbroken today, then I want you to know that you have a family of God that is here that wants to pray with you and love you. We're directed this way. You realize there's an entire book in Scripture called Lamentations. God knew that we'd have moments like this, and so he gave us directions on how to, to be with each other, how to sit, how to weep, how to cry, how to pray with one another, how to be present with one another. We're going to do that. So this is what I want to do. I want to pray, and, uh, and then I'm going to invite our altar team to the front. Pastor Kyle is going to do the same in, in Cape Coral. And we're going to take our time. We're going to be available for one another. And we're going to encourage one another, and it's going to be this way that, that we're going to be quick to say, hey, I want you to know God's here with us. You don't have to do this on your own. You've been birthed into a family that you don't need to isolate from. And we're going to invite the Lord to meet us in every moment. Would you bow your heads as we pray? Lord, thank you for the way that you, you speak to us and you meet us in these moments. Thank you for the way that your power is real. Holy Spirit, thank you for the way that you step in. And Lord, we, we know that we have our home in you, but you even went beyond that and you said, I'm going to step into your life. No longer is it just you stepping towards me. I am stepping into your life. And Lord, we ask you to do that today. Lord, I pray that we would respond to your promises. I pray that, that we'd be faithful in the way that we reflect your heart for one another. Lord, would you unite us like never before? Would you, would you bind us together? Lord, I pray for those that are here that, that, whose homes are destroyed. Lord, I pray that, that you would speak to their heart, that they would hear your voice reminding them that their lives are in your hands and those are not passive hands. They're not distant, that, Lord, you are there and you will walk them through every moment that's in front of them. And, Lord, we say we're here for it. Here's our hands, here's our feet, here's our voice. Lord, may you set us ablaze Lord, that we would carry your heart to every single one that you would allow us to interact with. God, set us ablaze. Set our hearts on fire, Lord, that the gifts that you place in our lives would flourish. 
And Lord, I pray strength over each one. Lord, I pray right now for, Lord, that you would anoint the Cape Campus. Lord, that you'd anoint Pastor Kyle. And Lord, that team, that community in a fresh way. Lord, we worship you. We praise you. Lord, thank you that you've invited us out of the place of running around like a raven and you've brought us to a place of being led by your peace. Lord, may your peace meet us, fill us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks again for listening. If you'd like more information or if you'd like to connect with us, visit oceanchurch.com. We love you and hope you join us soon online or at one of our campuses located in Southwest Florida.